Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. What's up, Progressive Overload Podcast family? We are in, what studio is this now? What are we oh, in now? I don't know. 6.0, 7.0. Gosh dang, we keep 9.0. moving around. I like this one. Mobile though. studio setup. It's, like it. it's, uh, it's studio next. Yeah. Here we go. We are in the group exercise room of Swan Family Wellness Center. Yep, yep. That's why we got the bikes. Also, I just noticed too, we do have kind of our uh, our pillars. Yeah, you can the, kind of see them in your oh, camera. Oh, yeah. Yep. You can kind of see them. That. That's pretty cool. Pretty neat. How are you guys? Well. It's been a good season. It has been a fun season. In the gym, we've been killing the PRs. What yeah. is that? What's a, yeah. what's a PR, Joseph? Public relation. Ah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've been doing that. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> have not been engaging in that one. We have been killing the PRs yeah. all around the table. I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Well, what is oh, it? Oh, I didn't even say it. Uh, we have killing the, the personal records. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some, some people call them PBs. Some people call them maxing out, whatever I you want to call it. I thought it stood for power racks. Power I thought, rack. I, I am mean, not prepared for this episode now. <laughs> oh, no. shit. <laughs> All right, let's restart. I studied the wrong material. <laughs> Yeah, man. So both of all three of us actually have been hitting some PRs lately. Been going heavy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Been fun. And I've been kind of in a strength phase myself. Yeah. Um, and then you're finishing up a kind of a hypertrophy program. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Uh, Dustin and I just finished a really, really high volume. Uh, no, I'm, like the whole phase, we didn't even lift heavy. Right. But we both decided like let's test our strength. Let's see where we're at. And we right? hit PRs on almost everything. That's awesome. Which we'll get into that later. It's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love hitting PRs. It's fun. Um, it's a blast, but I think it can also become an idol almost, and sure, it can uh, we can put too much importance on it. You're chasing the high, chasing the high. You know, you and, want that ego bump. Yeah, and if we rely on that for motivation to get in the gym, uh, mm-hmm. we will always be defeated. Definitely. Definitely, but we can use it to celebrate some big wins. Yeah, every now and again, it's great. Yeah, it's great, Dustin. You you're you're just cl- getting closer and closer to that thousand pound mark, dude. It's it's getting there, man. Where's, where's our numbers at now? Where are we at? Uh, so my new PRs three seventy five on deadlift. That was a twenty pound jump. Yes, sir. Uh, one seventy five on bench press. That was a twenty pound jump. Yes, and sir. then now three fifteen on squat. That was yep. a hundred and ten pound jump. Holy cow. <laughs> Talk about uh, newbie gain wins, bro. 20-pound gains, 100-pound gains. So total eight, 865, I believe, Yeah, if my math's right. You have those natural – you just have uh, natural strength just from being a big guy, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and so we're just channeling that inner strong man. I'm embracing it, man. Neuro, <laughs> neural pathways getting carved. Yeah, and that's been the thing. Like, you've, you've, uh, you've shot up so fast um, – because you have like the natural brute strength and you're just right at this point, you're just learning technique and improving mm-hmm. just the small little tweaks and, mm-hmm. and you know, just and stuff like that. So it's been fun. The watching mental you. block has been the thing I've, I yeah. feel like I've worked on the yeah. most. Absolutely. That's There's been, been a big struggle. mental block for you. But, uh, but finally feel like I'm working through that and yeah. it's been good. Yeah. You're not intimidated by the bar anymore. I'm not. And I was for a long time and, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, I don't think I would have realized it until you mentioned it like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would intimidate it was the right word. Right. Yeah. And it, it's pretty natural too, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially you've got to get underneath that dang thing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so when we talk about PR, uh, most people are going to go to the big uh, powerlifting movements in their head, mm-hmm. squat, bench, deadlift. What are the things do you all like to PR on? Or what t- what type of things do you PR on besides those three? Um, actually, so I like to do bike sprints. 
Oh, really? So, so yeah. So, so like, see, um, especially when I'm doing building up my lactic acid for fights and stuff, mm-hmm. I really, the bike, that assault bike will kick your butt. Right, right. And so to be able to kind of control how long you can go at max effort and um, so you can hit PRs with, with time. So what are you, me- are you measuring time? Time. So yeah. how far, or? You're keeping the RPMs at a how, certain level. Okay. And then you're keeping that same RPM for a certain amount of time. Okay. And it's, uh, I could see you doing that myself with rows. I'll, I'll, I'd like to see like how far I can get in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. so, you know, stuff like yep, that. Yep. We've done that before. Mm-hmm. I remember doing that. You know, PR is really, I haven't thought about applying that concept, I guess, mm-hmm. to much else. Um, I think the only thing that I really heavily tracked at all, and it's been a long time and we've had this conversation. It's been a while since I've even tested myself was uh, how quick I can run a mile. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was something that I picked up from growing up and in school. Uh, that was one of our, Mm -hmm. you know, annual fitness test things of, Mm. of how quick can you get through that mile? Yeah. What what were those called? Those tests that we used to do in high school? Oh, the presidential fitness test. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 The pacer. The pacer test. Pacer test. Yes. Fun stuff. Man. That's about the only thing that I think I actively keep in mind, I guess. Um, And I've been really encouraged by the progress in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I haven't, like I said, done that in a while. But the last time I left it, it was in a good spot. Do you, Tyson, do you ever uh, PR on like pull-ups? I haven't, no. As no. the as the I mean, only one in the group who can do a pull-up, Tyson. I'm, well, I, I haven't necessarily done that just, uh, you know, I guess it's documented and trying to increase the mm-hmm. amount of pull-ups I can do. Um, but, I mean, I've, I have, I guess, maxed out on how many pull-ups I can do. Yeah. Just for those of us, me, that are curious, what is that number? 22. Yeah. Yeah. But that was also that was also when I was cutting weight, so I was lighter. Well, you're lighter, yeah. And then I was I was also maxing out at the end of fight camp, right? So mm-hmm. like that, and that's even like hit my PRs now. Right. Yeah. Uh, we were I, I told you earlier that I hit uh, 300 on on bench press again. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's not my PR. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I've hit your lifetime PR. Yeah, my lifetime PR would be like 320. Yeah. But I was 190 pounds at the time. Yeah, you're a lot bigger. Now I'm a, I'm 168 pounds. So yeah. 300. 300 pound. Bench press with 160 pounds is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You good. you have my previous PR. You almost doubled it. Yeah. No, you did. <laughs> That's <laughs> your personal best. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some terminology that one will uh, come up on whenever mm-hmm. they're kind of entering the phase of fitness where they're trying to chase PRs or even to, I mean just improve strength. And sure. I, uh, as we kind of talk about this, we'll probably use some of this lingo. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about the difference between top sets, working sets, straight mm-hmm. sets and warm up sets. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're being coached or if I'm coaching you or um, following a program you found online, you'll see a lot of this terminology. And so we'll just go down the line, a top set. You'll, you'll hear that. It's usually like, the heaviest grueling set that you're going to face mm-hmm. um, is the top set. So it's got the one, it's got probably mostly, most likely the highest volume, like as in uh, you will talk about warm up sets in your second, but you, you'll go through a warm up set, you'll go through, uh, and then after you're warmed up, you'll go through a top set. And like I said, top set, you're um, most likely doing the most amount of weight. Um, and it's typically for lower lower reps, but just the most yeah. amount of weight, high intensity. I think I said high volume while ago, but I meant the high intensity. Yeah, explosiveness. Yeah. Um, and then uh, your working sets. After you do your you'll you'll warm up. That's the warm up set. That's pretty self explanatory. Mm-hmm. Then you'll go through a top set, which is your heaviest one. And then after that, just for the sake of work, you'll do a working set. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one where uh, you'll do, you know, two to four sets of, you know, heavy weight, but a weight mm-hmm. that you can do like a sets of four to five with. Right. You get a lot of work, time under the bar, uh, kind of thing. Like classic that. five by fives. Yeah. Which is probably like my favorite program. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's classic and it's hard to beat. Yeah. It's been tried and tested and yes, proven true. Yeah. A straight set would be prescribed like it's literally three sets of 10 or five sets of five or whatever with the same exact amount of weight. Uh, You're you're not working your way up to it. You're not working, uh, you know, starting low and going up high or anything like that. It's just like I'm getting warmed up like on the treadmill, on the bike, doing my mobility. Right. And then I'm doing my straight sets. That's probably the thing I I feel I have the most experience with having gone through some of your programs Mm -hmm. is uh, a lot of that that you've had me do has been straight sets, Mm -hmm. I would think. Yeah, yeah. And then like what you and I did when we both PR'd on squat the other day, we did more of a a warm-up to Mm -hmm. a top set where we both PR'd, and then we unloaded the bar a little bit and we got working sets done. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You see it in your head now? I do, I do. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of my favorite way to hit it, to go go about even getting a PR is, is that pyramid up, mm-hmm. yep. you know, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that's definitely the way I like to kind of work through it. Right. Yeah. So next question I want to ask is why should you max out and who should max out? So, um, maxing out or PRing is a great measurement of progress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what I always like to say is a failed PR does not mean a lack of progress, or it does not mean like if if it's if you go through the work of a of a program and you're like, all right, it's time to test, it's time to max out, time to PR, uh, but I fail. That does not mean that everything you did in the four to six weeks leading up to that sure. was for nothing there's right. that doesn't mean no progress was made mm-hmm. so say you failed that max what's some way is that you could remind yourself or a client or a training partner like hey dude you still did this like there you didn't it wasn't for nothing right mm-hmm. um especially in the in the martial arts world being able to there's so many systems at play yeah it's not it's not just how much force you can put well, on a bar. Sure. Yeah. There's so much, at least, and I would say this in any functional movement type of working out. And that's the whole reason we work out is to stay functional. Right. right. But, um, things when you start incorporating carrying, you know, mm-hmm. carries, and then you talk about your, the progress that they've made, just the, how easy the bar's moving now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bar know? speed. Um, so there's, there's a lot at play, not just that max number. Right. And that's, Absolutely. that's how I would kind of address that. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. and I think that uh, a good measurement for me in my mind, again, picturing this would be uh, what I went through with bench press. Cause he, and you know this, Joe, and I, this isn't something we've talked about on the podcast, but yeah. uh, I mentioned earlier 175 is what I hit on bench press. Right. I've probably been trying that for, what, a month and a half, two months now? Yeah. And, and I've failed several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I can tell there's less intimidation for the bar right. uh, on mm-hmm. that movement. That's good. Uh, technique yeah. has improved just because I've continued to spend time under the bar and worked my way to it. Right. It's become more comfortable, and I've been I, almost like, what do you say, the neuro pathways? Mm-hmm. Like those have continued to be built, even though, like, even though I've failed, like that extra work has been put in still. Right. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest things for me that just because I failed a max doesn't mean I haven't put in work. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean, you think about, sorry, if you're about to talk, uh, but think about your training sets. So say, yeah. uh, leading up to that PR, you were programmed to do five sets of five. And if you were able to put in, you know, another 5% of weight on your working sets, 
that's a PR. Like, yeah. think about your rep maxes. It's not all about your one rep max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> say, <clears throat> say you were able to do your previous PR two times. That's, that's a PR. That's like, celebrate PR. that. If sure. you if you previously max out at three fifteen for your one rep max, but you did that in the pr- next program for mm. two, three, four sets. Mm. That's a huge game. Well, and you did that to me the other day when we were squatting because. I ended up putting my previous max on the bar, mm-hmm. in, which had already been a PR, by right, the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> and true. and I did it twice. Yeah, moved yeah. It. and you instantly looked me in the face and said, "Okay, you you need to go for something more." Right, like right. You, that was your max before, and you just hit it for two reps. Right. We're up yet. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, I listened to the encouragement. Mm-hmm. Well, even even when you fail, sometimes I think it's healthy just to feel the weight. Yeah. Even if you yes. even if you couldn't get it up. You, so you, true. You felt it, you know, yeah. or, and then you kind of have an idea of what it takes to get it. So know? true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, for me, that's a, that maybe that's a mentality thing than it more than anything. Yeah. But. No, it, it, I mean, there's even like, there's the, there's a central nervous system boost there whenever you can feel the weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, another reason that I think you should work, uh, max out, especially if you're a beginner, um, but even anybody is it helps you determine your percents for your upcoming program. So mm-hmm. say you have another program built out for you right? and your coach is using percent one RMs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to know you gotta, your one RM. you got to get a baseline. you right? got to get a baseline. Exactly. So it's important to do that. It's not all about ego. <laughs> it's not all about testing your, you know, your true potential or whatever. Sometimes you just sure. need to figure out how much you can do so you can build off of that. Right. Yeah, right. I so, think that's such a good point too. Uh, again, referring to the squat, I think I, and I think we talked about this previously before I even mm-hmm. attempted uh, squat the other day. Was I think I undersold what I could do, yeah, to a big extent, uh, to a point where I would say I didn't know the percentages. Right. How can I put in proper working sets and top sets and these things to help continue to build myself if yeah. I didn't know right. where I stand? Right. So how early in the journey should someone actually try to max out? You think this is kind of uh, argued, and everybody has a different. Uh, opinion um i think as long as somebody can safely do the movement Mm -hmm. you know and and i also like to think about this there's there is not an exact perfect form i think there's a spectrum of good form yeah i like that um there so if they if they can perform a rep a single rep even if it's just with a bar Mm. with within that spectrum of good form uh, I think they should go ahead and see how much they can do. I agree. If you try to get them on a on a barbell squat, even with the bar or something like that, and it just looks awful, you have no business PRing at that point. Yeah. You know, let's nail down the basics. Working with uh, female clients, there yeah. you talk about bar intimidation. They they mm-hmm. a lot, not all of them, of course, but I've met some females that they don't want to feel the heavy weight at it's all. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and when you talk about going through a program and wanting hit percentages, I think it's super healthy, and I think it's super. Yeah. It's 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 the best way to figure out how we're going to make progress. Yeah. Mm. And I've been training clients for eight years now, eight or nine years, and I've had very few who have wanted to approach barbell training. Mm-hmm. They're they're just they're fearful of it, or they're they're afraid it's going to hurt them, sure, or things like that. And so I'm actually going through one right now, and I just finished training her. She's like, I want a PR on the deadlift, yeah. and she's like all in it, and it's been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, uh, and so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Where were we? Well, so we were just talking about the um, how how early you should, but also, oh, yeah. you know, one thing that we could talk about is how PRs will come early and very often. 
mm-hmm. but you have to prepare for them. Right. Especially so. if you're a beginner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That beginner phase, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. going to, you're going to make those 20, 30, 40, hundred pound increases in Dustin's yeah. case. And it's exciting. It's awesome. So, it's awesome. And it's fuel for the fire, baby. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. But the longer and longer you get into it, like, uh, this morning I, I got a, 10 pound PR on my deadlift and it took six months to get there. Yeah. And I am stoked. That's a seasoned lifter though. Uh-huh. You can celebrate a two and a half pound, five pound yeah. gain in your, in your lifts. Yeah. You know, because, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. once after you've been lifting for a long time and you've been lifting for 10 years. Con- almost, yeah. I mean, yeah, more. I have a lot of time under my belt, but, uh, I've been training consistently for about two years. Yeah. And we've talked about your story. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah. had dips and valleys right, right. And, and all that, but um, but even still, you... I have a lot the, of experience under the bar. That Those neural right. pathways are yeah. there, right? Yeah. yeah. So now you're at the spot where hitting those PRs, they come slow. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. and sometimes, and I, I've been in this case, where they don't come fast enough and I start to get discouraged. Right. And it's like, what am sure. I even doing this for? You know? Right. And then you've got to go all the way back to what we were just talking about before, where it was like, well, you got to you got to respect what you've done and, and the discipline that took to even get where you are. Right. And then, you know, you take the other gains that's come with it. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, I don't know. And maybe this is just an experienced beginner me. But uh, when you're lifting that heavy, to me, a, like a five-pound increase is far more drastic than a five-pound increase at like going from 100 to 105 and going from 400 to 405. Sure. Right. Big differences. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, especially as a seasoned lifter, like regardless of how much time you've put on put in and – all those neural pathways and everything, like the fact that you did what you did and got your PR right. is impressive. Right, for sure. Regardless of the number. Yeah, celebrate it. So when do you like to max out? Um, typically at the end of a heavy strength phase. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk about all the different phases of hypertrophy and endurance and strength and power. Uh, typically you want to max out at the end of the strength phase because mm-hmm. that's you're kind of testing the progress that you made during the strength right, phase. Right. Um, so that is typical. That is uh, universally accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like like I we talked about earlier, there are certain different times that I think it might be acceptable, um, and that's at the end of a novel program. So Dustin and I just went through a, a program that was – that provided a very novel stimulus for both of us, uh, the, mm-hmm. the extremely high volume, lifting the failure, intraset stretching, all these things that uh, we've never really done before. And I think just novel stimulus like that, stimulus that you've never put yourself through before, can automatically just help you give you some yeah. of the strength gains. Even though, even though we, we've PR'd, we, didn't li- we haven't lifted close to our 100% in four or six weeks mm-hmm. yeah I, and i think we had this conversation before uh i made any of my pr attempts within the last couple of weeks i think the last time i lifted heavy that I, heavy enough to call it within the ballpark yeah of those one rep maxes probably was like eight months ago dang yeah. like yeah. it was really like last august september wow. yeah um and I, now granted i have done some heavy weight you know deadlifting right. and stuff but right. Nowhere near the amount of effort that the one rep max takes. Um, And and so, yeah, like at the end of a program. And I think I had reached a point mentally where um, I could see and feel the difference in the strength. And I knew I needed to test myself Mm -hmm. because the working sets that I was doing were, I don't want to say lackluster, but they weren't as impactful as I feel like they could be based on new 
numbers. Right, right. So say, Tyson, um, you failed. You you went through the the strength program. You failed um, PRing. Yeah. How long do you think you should wait between attempting it again? Mm, That's a good question. I guess it kind of depends on where you're mentally at, and yeah. for me anyway, um, it, it would almost be like, do I need to go ahead and hit another strength program right. or go through a novel program to maybe hit a right. st- different, different type of stimulus? Yeah. Um, at the very least, hit in a couple of weeks. Yeah, just a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Just yeah. hit it a couple of weeks. And here's why: because day to day, you're a different person when you woke up than you waking up now than you were yesterday. So true. Sure. And in fact, this morning. I knew we were going to do this podcast today and I was actually planning on doing a deadlift max out, uh-huh. but I woke up and I just knew it was off. Didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't sleep all that great. I haven't, I didn't super hydrate yesterday yeah. mm-hmm. and I knew I'd be in for my own disappointment. Mm-hmm. Even if I got a new PR, it's right. just like, I don't think I would be hitting a hundred percent. Um, all the RPMs aren't firing, right? Mm-hmm. All the cylinders aren't firing. So instead, instead of taking that, that hit to my ego, I just like, no, I'll do, I'll do it tomorrow. And that's spoken like a true wise seasoned lifter. Yeah. I think. Uh, and you know, I think I even was going to talk about this later. Like, uh, no, like the stars, let the stars align. Yeah, exactly. If you wake up and you, uh, or you slept like crap, your nutrition's been terrible. Like you just said, you know, push it off another week. Push it off. And you know, that's the other thing is I, in my journal, um, for, for how I'm recording my my workouts, Uh the the top corner is motivation. It's a one through 10 number. Right. And I know if I'm feeling like an eight or a nine. It's a PR day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's a if it's a four or five, like, I'm just doing the <laughs> motions, it. man. I'm I just picking it, it up yeah. and putting it down. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to ask the question, and this is towards Tyson, because I know we had had some conversations about PRs prior to my attempts, and uh, you mentioned being careful or watching my, I believe you said CNS. Mm-hmm. Central yeah. nervous system. So how does that play into the frequency of attempts? Okay, so... Basically, whenever whenever you continue, when you do a really heavy lift, and this can even work in working sets, if you're hitting pretty heavy five by fives, mm-hmm. your central nervous system takes a hit. Yeah, it'll be shot. And, and that's that's your I think that's that's the computer to your engine. You know what I mean? Okay. It's the one that's actually making things move before they move, and you can wear that system out. In which case, you won't be firing at 100. percent And so, if you're trying to PR on especially something like deadlifts where it's a really complex compound movement, yeah. a lot of muscle groups are acting at the Very same taxing. time. It's taxing on the, on the system. And so if you, if you wear that CNS out, you're not going to be able to move that bar. It's it, like, yeah. it's like the CPU. I can see on my laptop right here. My CPU is at 26%. Mm. So you, you would understand that reference, yeah. right? There you go. Yeah. If your CPU is at 85%, it's probably going to be moving a little bit slower, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a good number to throw out there? Yeah. Yeah, sure. There you go. Okay, cool. I, I just felt smart speaking in your language. Yeah, uh, the old Dustin. Listen, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so proud. Yeah, uh, there's a difference between, uh, and I asked you about this term earlier, Tyson, is mm-hmm. uh, there's functional overreaching and there's non-functional overreaching. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we try to just chase PRs every week, every other week, that is called non-functional overreaching. You are overloading your system in, in a way that it's too much, and it's non-functional, as in it's not bearing fruit. It's not mm-hmm. producing any gains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's functional overreaching, which is done at a more uh, a s- slower manner, um, a, a, sm- a more wise manner. Um, and you're not letting your ego get ahead of you. You're mm-hmm. overreaching in a way that's healthy, that produces gains. Yep. Yeah. That's super important therapy. 
you know, we, yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. is, is understanding that principle. Cause you need to be able to push the muscle to build stability, to be able to push, um, to help to recover from a, from an injury mm-hmm. tears, micro tears, whatever they be. Right. But you can't overload it where you're causing more injury. More damage. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's this ba- it's a balancing mm-hmm. act. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the key to me when I'm hearing you talk about that is uh, kind of what you said earlier. Like, mm-hmm. e- even if I would have hit the PR, it wouldn't have been as satisfying maybe. Um, it really just wouldn't have had that impact. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I look back at myself and think, yeah, I definitely went through that period where I was – definitely overreaching right um in in a not healthy way where i was attempting these things weekly and sure maybe i saw some gains maybe it was every couple weeks a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. um but there wasn't that satisfying where now i know after i've taken months and i've gone through a full program and then afterwards said you know i feel like i'm in a better spot let me attempt this right seeing those prs and, and hitting those has more of a I don't know, an right. impact I in my mind. Yeah. I so I wanted to talk about, so say you, you failed um, your PR. Mm-hmm. You did it, you know, you, you attempted it two or three times, and you're like, all right, I'm just not getting it. So let's go back to the drawing board. Let's go back to work. Sure. So for the next four weeks, I'm going to have a, another focus of training mm-hmm. for maximal strength. Um, so what are some ways, let's talk about some ways that we can, uh, some different tips, tricks, uh, things that we can do in the gym to help us improve our squat, deadlift, and bench. Ah. And kind of what I was uh, – um, some tools that we can use, um, like partial reps or mm. pause sets, um, mm-hmm. deficit sets. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Like you don't, if you want to get better at the deadlift, that doesn't mean all you do is just deadlift and deadlift and deadlift. Let's work on some accessory things that are going to go uh, have carryover to improving mm-hmm. your deadlift. Um so like a pause set. Have you ever done a pause set? I have, yeah. Yeah. What does it look like for you? For So basically, let's use your bench press, for example, right? Yeah. Bringing the bench down, holding that load on the pecs as they're, as they're extended. Right. Hold, pause, maybe for a three count. Yeah, squeeze. And then squeeze it, and then as it goes up. Yeah, right. So yeah, you look at your, you look at your bench press or whatever's, whatever you're trying to improve, and mm-hmm. you think, okay, last time when I, when I did my PR attempt, I got it to this point, but I couldn't get it past this point. Right. Make a mental note, and when you're training, do a pause set right at that spot. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, this is my sticking point. I can't get through this place in the lift, so I'm going to do a pause set okay. right in that sticking point. Or you can even do a partial rep where, say, your bench press or your squat. Or let's do squat, for example. I uh, I feel really strong after I get out of the hole, but I, uh, but in that hole, I'm weak. And by the hole, I mean at the bottom of your rep. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you do um, – what is the name, the term of that exercise? You basically just do a squat, but you rack it at the bottom of your, of your squat. Uh, Um, so you put the safety bars at the very, very bottom of your squat. Mm -hmm. You get down there from the squatted position and you push up from the lowered position. Sure. That's going to get you stronger in the bottom of the hole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, stuff like that. If you're working with a good trainer too, and a, and a good spotter, they'll be able to help you realize where you failed too, right. you know, and, and also what muscles are were part of that that's making you feel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's Go, good. You know, going back to the bench, if I'm spotting somebody and I'm, I'm looking what, you know, if they're, if they're at the bottom and their triceps aren't firing off all the way, you right. know, they're loading the delts, they're loading the pecs. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, they're going too wide because they're trying to get activate the delts instead of being nice and tight to go right. with the triceps. Right. We need to strengthen mm-hmm. up your triceps. Boom. So let's start, you know, hitting some accessories. Yep. Yeah. And I think Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, that kind of, and I didn't know that's what this was, but 
that's where I got after that last time that I failed bench press as I started thinking and going, you know, I, I really, I can feel it connecting here, but I'm lacking in the same my triceps. Right. And so for a little while there, before I attempted again, I included more tricep work in my workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could definitely feel the difference it made on the other side. For sure. Right. Um, and another way that you can, uh, you know, put focus into growing that is, or do different variations of the lift. So say you want to improve your bench press. That's why you, you do your decline bench. You do your dumbbell bench. You do your uh, incline bench. And mm-hmm. I mean, all these different things of bench press, uh, like, or what are some ways that you, uh, variations of squats that you like to lose, use to help improve your barbell squat? Right, right. Z- uh, Zurchers, front squats. Yeah. You know, exactly. um, I like to do plyo boxes and, oh, you yeah. know, you can, you can hit a bunch of different stuff to yeah, try to get absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. deficit deads where you're, you're stepping on either a plate, mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't want to go too, too much of a deficit, but, uh, you know, something like two to six inches high step on it sure. and you pull from that. So you're pulling, if you have a hard time getting the barbell off the ground, you do a deficit dead to help you with that lower part of the lift. Right. Um, rack pulls for the opposite. If yeah. you if you have a hard time sticking it out, mm-hmm. start dead to your deadlifts from a high height position. You yeah, know? yeah. Or RDLs. There's all these different ways uh, that you can improve through uh, just different training methods, different exercises that are going to carry over to your main lift. Yeah, you know, and when you start getting to the more um, complicated things like that it's important to have a good trainer. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where the coaching is the next level. Yeah. And if that's, if that's something you're interested in, I know not to plug it real quick, but, but Joseph actually offers a bunch of this stuff Mm -hmm. on our Patreon. Tyson's awesome coach too. I appreciate that. Yeah, He's, he gets his athletes strong. I do. I do. I like that. So, so you decided we're going to hit a PR today Mm -hmm. or or maybe we're going to hit a PR tomorrow or next week. We decided we put on the schedule. Yeah. How are we preparing for that? Dustin, how do you prepare for PR? How do I prepare? Yeah. A little bit of warm up, uh, not enough, <laughs> nor a proper that. approach. And uh, when I feel ready, I just hit it. Yeah. And I know that's not the right way to do it. Um, <laughs> it worked. Yeah. I <laughs> can't argue with the results. Yeah. Yeah. Ate a slice of pizza and a shot of whiskey and hit it. Yes, yeah, sir. Hey, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's the carbs. The it's carbs, the carbs really just, Hey, you know, there's something to it. Uh, high, a high carb day before your PR mm-hmm. is going to help help you have that explosive energy mm-hmm. that's what our body runs off of so you know, i think as far as like prepping for a, a pr especially kind of like you said putting it on a calendar having a goal in mind of this day or around this time i'm gonna hit it mm-hmm. um i think i do a lot of what you mentioned is i think about my last attempt yeah i think about where i was weak and i try to emphasize you know the i guess mind to muscle connection for that Right. muscle right um to where hopefully when i go for that attempt i can recruit it a little bit more yeah um i know i also try to take a rest day prior mm-hmm. so that i'm kind of refreshed, refreshed yeah. for that attempt um that's it's kind of me yeah good stuff sure. good stuff yeah. what about you joseph um yeah, like we talked about earlier, uh, if it's a bad night of sleep or if my kid was up or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like when this baby's born, I'm not going to be PRing par- <sighs> for a while. A little bit. I'm going to be doing everything I can to maintain. Yep. Um, but, yeah, uh, get your sleep in check. Get your nutrition in check. <laughs> Even though literally I made a reel like two days ago when I <laughs> did my uh, squat PR. Like my nutrition was crap the day before. Yeah. I was not hydrated. I did not sleep well. But – I PR'd anyways. That that was just a 
And that was, and then, but that leaves you room for growth too. Yeah. Because imagine if you were, if you were at ninety <laughs> exactly. percent. Imagine what your one hundred percent looks exactly. like. You know exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. So we don't really know sure. what your PR is yet. Yeah. But when I uh, when I, when it is day of PR, um, it, it's time for me to warm up. Uh, I always like to start with just a, a ten minute, you know, row, mm-hmm. uh, just real light. I'm not looking to exhaust myself. Uh, rowing is the best way to warm up. It, it, I mean, you, if all I'm doing is walking, I mean, you're not warming up your upper body. You're, I mean, besides the arm swing, I mean, there's really nothing going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I like to row because it's a great full body warm up, and you just, you know, I'm not exhausting myself or anything like that. But see, I don't do that. Uh, rowing specifically, I'll kind of called me out with my walking. Yeah, sorry. I'll walk and stretch the old legs a little bit um, if I'm doing bench press or, or if I'm doing bench press or squat specifically. I will go real light, maybe nothing on the bar, maybe something significantly lower that right. doesn't doesn't feel impactful, but makes me go through the motion mm-hmm. yeah. just to kind of loosen and get my mind right yeah. um, and then ease my way up to it. Yeah. Uh, deadlift's a little different because I feel a little more confident on my deadlift, even mm-hmm. though I shouldn't. Um, and so I, I take that approach at a little quicker pace than i think i should yeah to be honest with you but you're still young enough where you can just kind of get in and go get away yeah for me like i have to spend five minutes on my hip mobility getting my 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 calves loosened up i mean there's all these different things that i do before my squat especially where i got to open up my hips and get them you know what get them ready i just can't get get onto the bar you know what that's why you're better than me well (laughs) it's because i'm 31 and you're only like 25 or something like that how old are you? I'll be 27 later this month. Okay, so uh, you're 26. He's getting up there. 26 and a half. Yeah, I'm 26 and yeah. three quarters. Won't be, won't be long. He'll be hitting a warm up pretty good. I know your your hips are gonna get nice and tight uh, soon. Uh, but basically, you'll usually I'll start with like a set of five with like 50 or 60 percent of my of my previous one RM. Then I'll mm-hmm. go to a set of three or two, uh, just kind of working my way up in the weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll 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 do a set with my um, about 90 to 95% of my previous one RM. Mm. Um, you can do one with your previous, like do a hundred percent of your previous one RM and then go over. But I don't really see it necessary to do that. If you've already done it, um, okay. save it, save a little bit in the tank. Sure. And then just go for it. How long do you, how long do you, uh, wait in between these sets? So the warm up sets, I'm not too, I'm not paying too much attention, you know, yeah. maybe two minutes or so. But, uh, after, after my last warm up set, uh, so that after I do that set of one with my 90 to 95%, I'm going to make sure to take a good long rest, like three, four, five minutes. Uh, right. you got to make sure you get, you let all of the energy systems replenish, get right. all of your ATP stores, uh, good and full mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, so question for that though, uh, cause I've, I've done that as well. I've taken an extended period of time. I don't think I've quite taken what you do though, um, on some of those going between those higher said attempts yeah uh is there any validity to the fact of at a certain point my i start to feel cold does that make sense like i i start to lose the energy i don't know so like during uh, that between during those. that four or five minutes uh like i try to stay in the zone still like i'm not going to like mm-hmm. go talk to other people or anything like that like i'm keeping my headphones in i might even do some mobility stuff while I'm weight resting, mm. you know, just get down kind of in a squatted position, keep my hips open, you know, walking around. Uh, I'm not just sitting down still for five yeah. minutes kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. So that I might be what that. you're talking about. I can. Yeah. I, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I definitely feel like I, in, in some cases start to slip and that's when I go, 
Okay, I, just, I need to do it. I, maybe I rush it after that. Yeah, right. I can't help it. I shadow box. Like you, oh, of you, course you, you do. Have, you have me standing around too long. Every gym's got that shadow boxer. Shadow boxing. Yeah. Once you're I, in a boxing gym, so you're all the shadow boxers. Yeah, we're all shadow boxing around each yeah. other. Every public gym has got that guy that shadow boxes in the corner in between sets. Yeah. Whether so they funny. know how to or not. No, they never do. <laughs> or they they wouldn't be at so that yeah, gym. Hey, I, I'll admit it. I've done it. Yeah. I can't <laughs> say I've done it right. Can't say I know what I'm doing. Oh, but I've done it. Uh, it's. Uh, I like to also talk about um, like how to choose the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. when you're, when you're, yeah, whenever you're bench pressing, you're not going to want to add a 20 pound on to your previous yeah, one RM. Sure. Uh, especially upper body movements. If you're, if you're doing that, uh, besides Dustin, if you're, if you're doing, uh, an overhead press or something like that, like a five pound jump on, on a bench press or an overhead press is, as a yeah, lot versus a, a squat or a deadlift, you'll be able to get away with a little bit bigger jumps there. Right. Larger just muscle groups. Just because bigger muscle groups. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, except if you're dusting and getting a, I mean, he, he likes to jump it up like 30 pounds. Listen. But that's his own personal story, not the average person. Not to, not to go all the way back. What I do like about uh, warm up sets though, I, you know, you're talking about just warming up with rows. Right. I love, I love rows too. Um, I love the assault bike, but jump rope has been the best way for me to yeah. get my blood Another flow. Good full and, then, and then you guys have done that a little bit with that I program. continue to do that. I, I, you, I've learned to really enjoy jump roping. Yeah. I now own a jump rope, <laughs> thanks to Tyson. Very yep. good, very good. It's one of my favorite ways to warm up for mm-hmm. uh, for any lift. Absolutely. And then whenever I whenever I decide to do my, um, I realize I'm going to PR on a certain lift. It kind of takes over the workout. Like, yeah. it, it's like that's the thing I'm doing. I'm no no longer sure. am I going to hit everything else. It's right. like everything's about that. It's <laughs> yeah. warming up to it. It's getting my a little bit of work upsets to it. Yep. Uh-huh. And then I'm I, then I'm smashing. I, I'll be that. honest, and I'm guilty of this. Like, I'll I'll hit like a squat day, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna be on squat, and I'll go for it. And I get done with squat and, and look at myself in the mirror and go, uh. What do I do now? I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I planned Check for. Check. Yeah, Next yeah. on the list. Oh, I didn't plan that far. Right, right. No, that's okay. That's pretty normal. That's what I did this morning. Um, I did want to mention, like, on those warm-up sets and, you know, working your up, working up to mm-hmm. your 1RM, every single rep needs to look the exact same. Yeah. Just because you're pulling up lighter weight or anything like that. Totally. Do your same like just like a baseball batter. Like when they get in the box, they're messing with their gloves. They do that. They same twist rituals. their bat. They do the same foot stance. Same ritual. Come up with a yep. uh, ritual. Come up mm. with a habit mm-hmm. and make it familiar. And do the yep. same thing every single rep, whether you're deadlifting the bar or 450 pounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so I I do have a question in in regards to these things, especially when we're going extremely heavy. That uh, maybe is more di- directed at Joe, the accessory king. I am the accessory king. <laughs> I have no shame in it. Um, at what point should I look to? Because I know, like, I've seen you bench press and you got your wrist wraps because right. I know it's heavy, right? right. Um, I know I've seen you with your squat and and I believe your deadlift too, where you've mm-hmm. got your lifting belt and like right. these things. And I know those right. things are are beneficial. They help and in some ways keep you safe. Yeah, right? absolutely. At what point do we start to introduce those things or look to? Right. So. Um, Perhaps not that you should. They're kind of in different categories. I think everybody should be using a belt when they're deadlifting or squatting, especially when they're going heavy. Yeah. Um, As far as the wrist wraps, that's become a crutch for me, and I admit that, but I'll 
I'll probably never let go of it because like, especially when I'm doing my overhead presses Mm -hmm. um, and when I'm holding a heavy bar on my back, it hurts my wrist a lot. So I don't want that to prohibit me from maxing on my squat. Yes, I could take some time and work on my wrist mobility and strengthening my wrist, which when I'm doing working sets and when I'm doing the programs that aren't maximal, I usually... He pretends he does. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't wear my wrist wraps when I'm lifting light, but anytime I'm going through a heavy phase, I'll wear them Mm -hmm. just because I don't don't want that to prohibit me from uh, doing the best. Same thing with lifting straps. And we've we've done an episode on that before. You can go listen to um, What's in Our Gym Bag. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about what we use and why we use it. Uh, some of it can become a crutch. Some of it uh, can just be a mindful thing. Like for me, um, I love anytime I'm doing lower body, I like using my knee wraps because they help me feel more confident and mm-hmm. uh, not like an ego thing, but they help my knee, help me feel like I'm not going to hurt my knees anymore because uh, I don't want to hurt my knees. They sound like a ratchet. I know. You heard them on the leg extension this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to try to protect the knees that way. I'll see you in therapy in a couple of years. <laughs> Probably so. Um, last, lastly, but not least, before we uh, go, uh, when you are on doing these maximal sets, let's talk about how to bail and how to spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we'll go pretty quick. Uh, on, when you're benching, always, uh, if you are by yourself, um, either have safety racks on or don't put clips on. Yes. So there's kind of two different ways. I would rather you have safety racks and uh, not be bailing the weight off of like, if you, if you don't put clips on and you're by yourself, what you can do is just lean it to one side, let the weight fall off and mm-hmm. then it's going to jerk on the other side. Yeah. But it's better than being stuck under the bar. It's better than being stuck on a bar, but it's not ideal because you don't know where the, those weights are going to fly, whether it's going to hit somebody or whether it's going to damage the floor or the wall next to it or anything like that. So that's mm-hmm. not ideal. Correct. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Um, and then, if you have the safety racks, if you're by yourself, that's probably uh, another way to do it. But I, I hate lifting with safety racks because if, if your lift is like one centimeter off, it's going to hit the rack and it's going to yeah. jack up your rep and stuff like that. Guilty. So that's why I do like the straps, the straps. Those are rather awesome. than the rather than the bars. Yeah. They, there's a little bit less, more give to it. Yep. And, less and bulky. The, yeah, less bulky. And then even if you touch it, you don't even notice. You know? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely – I lift alone. Mm-hmm. So And not that I recommend that – Preferably of a spotter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you are going to do it, I definitely recommend the safety straps. Yeah. And then I don't, mm-hmm. I still don't put clips on either side. Oh, you don't? No. Yeah. Just, you never know. I, I can't lift without clips on. I don't know. It's like oh, a really? mental thing. I hate it. Oh, I no. do not like it. It's like a worse fear of mine. Really? For them to fall off like accidentally. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned that from my Olympic lifting days back in like high school and college. Oh, so like, when you're slinging weight, it's yeah, a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, when you're spotting somebody, and we've talked about this in our gym etiquette episode, um, just make sure you communicate with the spotter mm-hmm. what you're expecting from them. Do you want to lift off? Do you not want to lift off? Do you uh, – uh, and do not touch the bar until you see the bar going back down towards their chest. Mm-hmm. Um, give them a chance to get mm-hmm. it. And you're not just giving the weight to the spotter. You're still helping them push up. Nobody's going to upright row 300 <laughs> that's, pounds. That's true. So uh, you can still got to help them get it on the rack. But. I can I can be a mean spotter too because <laughs> while they're failing, I'll just kind of touch and help a little bit. Like, I you can still see got, that. You still, still got to work. You still got to get your rep in, buddy. I'll just take I'll just take off maybe two pounds. I can you. so see that, dude. Yeah. Um, when yeah. you're squatting, same concept with yeah. uh, with having the safety racks or the straps if you're mm-hmm. by yourself. Um, but once again, I like having a spotter. Like it was a game changer having you spot me, Dustin, instead of having to just know I'll fall to my knees. It's great because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> you did good. So you want to almost like if you're spotting somebody from behind, 
you almost kind of want to act like you're zerker squatting them, get your elbows mm-hmm. underneath their armpits, go down with them, don't touch them until uh, you see them failing, going yeah. back down. If I've got a pretty experienced lifter that I'm spotting, a lot of times I'll actually put, I'll actually put my hand on their chest oh, and right. then the backhand I'll put on kind of the low back. And yeah. Not that I'm pushing or helping, right, or, right. but I can give, just like I said, just a little bit of support. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. you know if they start to like really struggle. I wouldn't do that on a PR attempt, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, on if working, you're, if you're sets, working sets, yeah. Um, deadlift, just drop the bar. There's yeah. really no yeah, no, yeah, no spotter for deadlift. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. That's it. That's for a lot me. of fun. That's it for me. Hopefully, y'all learned a lot about PRing. Absolutely. You know, and uh, and just to bring it kind of full circle, application beyond the gym, right? Yeah. Like, um, throughout kind of our discussion here, and I and I've been trying to soak in what you guys are saying because this is definitely a concept that i need to work on myself right but uh really having the discipline and the consistency to work through those yeah. uh those things and build up to uh a new pr a new pb whatever uh you choose to label it <laughs> and uh, i think we do the same thing in our faith right mm-hmm. like i i definitely think that uh we need to be conscientious of ourselves and and maintain that consistency and uh, in in such a way that we're continuing to develop right. ourselves right. Or, or those muscles. Um, because I mean, like we say, you know, yeah, that motivation mm-hmm. that you that you write down a number one through ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's be real, there's some days where we wake up at a motivation of like a three, and yeah. we're like, I don't really want to do yep. this today. Yep. yep. Um, I think what's important is even when we're at that three, we do it. Yeah. yeah you'll see, I'll have twos on my, on mm-hmm. my thing. And underneath that motivation two yeah. is a list of workouts that I completed. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It's still got, even, still got done. Even if you're at that two or three, you still put the work in. Yeah. Right. still got done. Where my mind goes with that, like if I think what a PR is in, in my relationship to God, that's feeling close to God. Mm-hmm. If I can mm-hmm. feel where I am personally close to God, um, that means I put in the work to get there. We don't yeah. wake up. Oh, and we, you can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit without putting in the work. That's sure. that's different. But if I want to know God personally, you don't just wake up with that with that knowledge. You yeah. have to seek Him out. You have to put in the work in your quiet time, in your time of reading the Bible, in the time of prayer, talking to him, that is how you get to know the character of God. Yeah, and it, I think it kind of goes back to the same thing that's that's always been said of, of what do you do in your own time? Yeah. Right? Like, like it, I can sit here and talk to you guys about this stuff all day long until I'm blue in the face. What am I doing when I'm alone? Mm-hmm. When it's just me, how do I approach that? Yeah. Um, and I think, and not to just continue to beat the dead horse, but when we're talking about those twos and threes, and it's a real thing for me, right? Absolutely. So I know it's a real thing for everyone. When we're at those twos and threes, sometimes that's when I most need to put in the work. Yeah. That's when I most need yep. to have the discipline to push myself. Yeah. I could definitely see where it's even the opposite is true too, mm-hmm. where everything's going so smoothly. Things are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's almost like, oh, why would I pray? I don't need you right now. That's true. That's true. And then, and then, of course, when things inevitably fall apart, suddenly you're that's when you're suddenly it's back. Like, oh wait, no, yeah, come yep. back. That is the uh, where's my spot? Struggle Christians have have lived through their entire life is yeah. relying on God when they're going through it and mm-hmm. forgetting about Him when life is good. Mm-hmm. They forget about Him on the mountaintop. And yeah, and 
And I guess to some extent, if you look at it in, in perspective of motivation, even sometimes those days where things are going good, we lack the motivation because we lack the focus. Right. Yeah. Yep. Being yeah. thankful is important. Absolutely. I think it is. I don't know. Uh, you journal. I do. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about your journaling per se, but I know one thing that I've included with my own journaling is a list of things I'm grateful mm-hmm. for. Having a gratitude list, and I know yeah. that having that uh, in a lot of ways in in the day to day has become a focus, right? It, yeah. it, or not a focus that I fixate on it, but it helps me to focus throughout the day, right? To remember of you know when that crappy thing happens to me, I remember, you know that really sucked. Yes, sir. I failed that attempt. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get that bar where I wanted to get it. Yep. But look at what I've got. Yeah, things are good. good. Yeah. You know what's good? You guys. Built Bars. Oh, gosh. Oh, this gosh. episode is brought to you by Built Bars. I forgot. Affiliate ship of Progressive Overload Podcast. Yeah. I'm going to like crop in like a crop picture a of the bar right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, a new affiliate ship. Um, we are working with Built Bars now. One of my, actually, the like the most uh, amazing protein bars I've had in a really long time. I tried them. I was like, man, I want to sponsor them or I want them to sponsor us. So basically, uh, go to their website, uh, uh, go to our, uh, this, the link will be in the show notes of this episode. Uh, click on it and it will all, you don't even have to input a code. If you use that link, if you, if it asks for your code, just enter po, uh, P O pod. So P O P O D pop pod. That is our discount code. Right. Use that for a discount, and uh, we get a little bit to to support us and uh, try the. Which one did we try today? It was the chocolate cookie, uh, cookie chip dough. cookie dough puff. See, and I can't even so good. I can't even mad at you for doing this I because I tried it and it's actually really good. It bar. was good. See, that's yeah. a lot coming from Tyson, who hates trying to sell things yeah. or people selling I to him. Salesman. I know, but no, this is a good product. Yeah, it's good. Dang it. Yeah, go try it out. It's delicious. Or yeah. try our, our favorite uh, supplements at legionsupplements.com. Same code. Same coupon, same coupon code. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for stepping in today. Thank you, Mr. Tabor Dunn in the background. Oh, man. Uh, we no, no, hey, 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 cut it. Cut it. <laughs> cut it. Don't no. talk about him. We no love references. you, Tabor. All right. Good work. Uh, love everybody. Thank you again for for your support and for sharing us uh, and every all that fun stuff. We love you. See you next Tuesday on the Progressive Overload Podcast. Much love. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.